Lucy of the Peanuts gang is leaning against the piano as Schroeder is playing, and she says, if you really liked me, you'd give me presents. Schroeder replies, if you really liked me, you wouldn't expect presents. Lucy ponders this for a moment and then says, either way, I end up not getting any presents. <laughs> Lucy, like many people in life, is much more worried about what she's going to get than what she's going to give. Many times, as an estate is being settled after the death of a family member, I have seen selfishness and greed take over to the extent that paranoia and mistrust grow such that family relationships break down and people stop talking to each other altogether. What a tragedy that is in the circle of life when selfishness tears families up. How pleased I am when I see people receive their portion of an estate as a gift, and as soon as they receive it, they gift a generous portion away. Why? Because it was never theirs in the first place. It was a gift. Let's turn now to our text from Matthew's Gospel, which, which Michael read for us. Jesus tells the parable about a landowner who leases out his land to some tenants. The deal is that when the harvest time comes, he gets a portion of its produce. So when he sent some of his people to collect it, the tenants are selfish and greedy and want to keep it all for themselves, so they kill the landowner's people. Well, the cycle goes on until the owner decides to send his own son, and even then, in their greed, they kill him thinking the inheritance will be theirs. Friends, that is the circle of death. And what will the landowner do? Kill those rotten stewards. And then the key to the whole story is found in the second part of verse 41. The landowner will lease the land to others who will give him produce at the harvest time. You see, the circle of death is based on selfishness and greed with no sense of giving back to the one who set you up with opportunity in the first place. The landowner gives them a life and they can only take life. In the, in the circle of death, they are trying to hang on to everything they can. They are trying to secure their situation. But they get what they give, death. Yes, when it comes to giving, some people will stop at nothing. And then many people practice the theology of leftover giving. They start with themselves and their family and buy what they need and want. And if there's anything left over, from time to time, they give that to God's work. The circle of death, selfishness, greed, and leftover giving have nothing to do with what we are focusing on today. Embracing, embracing a season of growth. Our passage from Matthew concludes with verse 43. Therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that produces the fruits of the kingdom. That's the potential of a season of growth. Sidney Harris, who was a columnist for the Chicago Tribune some 75 years ago, was once asked, if you knew you had only one column left to write, what would you say? Harris molded over and said, I'm not sure how I would flesh it out, but that last column would include three points. You gain your life by giving it away. Two, being 
and becoming are the proper ends of human life, and having is only a means. And three, we are all part of the great chain of life, and we must make a lifestyle of forging stronger links, not breaking them. Gaining by giving, being and becoming, forging stronger links. These are part of the circle of life. Having grandkids has given me a renewed sense of seeing the world and creation through the eyes of children, even if it's sitting down watching an animated movie together. Listen to a part of this classic from The Lion King. Did you catch the words? From the day we arrive on the planet and blinking step into the sun, there's more to be seen than can ever be seen, more to do than can ever be done. Does that mean we shouldn't do anything? Of course not. Some say eat or be eaten. That's the circle of death. Some say let some say live and let live, but all are agreed as they join the stampede. You should never take more than you give in the circle of life. It's the wheel of fortune. It's the leap of faith. It's the band of hope. You should never take more than you give in the circle of life. A man walking through the forest saw a fox that had its legs cut off and wondered how it lived without any legs to stand on. And then he saw a tiger come with, with game in its mouth, and the tiger ate and left the rest of the meat for the fox. The next day, God fed the fox by means of the same tiger. The man began to wonder at God's greatness and said to himself, I too shall just, just rest in a corner with a full trust in the Lord, and he will provide me all I need. He did this for many days, but, but nothing happened. He almost was at death's door when he heard a voice say, Oh, you who are in the path of error, open your eyes to the truth. You are to follow the example of the tiger and stop imitating the fox. Those who choose not to be good and faithful stewards have been present in every age throughout time. They simply want to keep to themselves and keep things for themselves and their families. But in the circle of life, in a season of growth, we give as we have received. Touching against the book of Matthew, which is the first book of the New Testament, is the last book of the Old Testament, which is Malachi. And in our lesson from Malachi comes an equally difficult and wonderful challenge. For I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore you, O children of Jacob, have not perished. Ever since the days of your ancestors, you have turned aside from my statutes and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you say, how shall we return? Will anyone rob God? You are robbing me. But you say, how are we robbing you? In your tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you are robbing me, the whole nation of you. Bring the full tithe into the storehouse, so that there may be food in my house, and thus put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. See if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you an overflowing blessing. I will rebuke the locust for you, so that it will not destroy the produce of your soil. 
and your wine, your vines in the field shall not be barren, says the Lord of hosts. Then all nations will count you happy, for you will be a land of delight, says the Lord. The challenge is the tithe, the full tithe, a full 10%. You see, I can only challenge. It's up to each one of us as to what we will give and how we will live. I do know this. If you're not generous with a meager income, you will never be generous with abundance. That's the beauty of the tithe. Whether your income is 50000 150000 500000 or more, the portion of giving is the same. Now, I know that for many, the thought of giving 10% right off the top away is overwhelming. But until you look at all you have through that perspective, you will never really see that it's all God's to begin with. It was never yours. The tithe is a measure of trust, not hardship. A tithe is not the end, but the beginning of a sharing life. A tithe is not the end, but the beginning of an abundant and joyful life. I have never known an unhappy tither, but I've known many people who hoarded or were leftover givers who were unhappy. Last week, I mentioned that we tithe, not because we're good, but because of the example set by my parents, who were regular, dedicated lay people. I truly believe in it. But let me make it very clear. It is not for me or anyone else to tell you what you should give. That's between you and the landowner. I mean, God. Yet, I know that everyone, and I mean everyone, can give something. And so as we embrace a season of growth, when we are all called to support the worship, work, and ministry of this church through our pledges, I hope you will consider giving generously and joyfully as part of the circle of life. For the circle of life is a rhythm of giving and receiving. In the words of the song, some say eat or be eaten. That's the circle of death and selfishness. Some say live and let live. But all are agreed as they join the stampede. You should never take more than you give in the circle of life. Friends, as we focus on stewardship and being faithful and fruitful for the year to come, I hope we will all share in the circle of life. It is by being part of the neighborhood church that we participate in the circle of love. And as with the circle of life, we together as a church family share in hope, faith, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Yes, love in the circle of life. Amen.